Welcome to Love and Power, An Unexpected Gift by author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. Join us for this Women Inseparable study as we learn what it means to be filled with love and power. Here's Jacqueline. We are going to be in Luke chapter 4 today. Luke chapter 4. As we open up our Bibles, because we always want our Bibles open because there's power, there's beauty, there's everything that we could ever dream of inside of this precious book that we love. While we open up our Bibles, I'm going to give some Bible students some scripture. If you don't want it, don't write it down. If you do want it, write it down. These are bonus scriptures for you who want to bring some more passages into your time with God this week. Again, what we're doing in this Love and Power series is so individual and so intentional for you and God. If these added bonus scriptures are not for you and God right now because you're focusing on where God wants you, say, oh, that's great that you're listing a bunch of verses and chapters. That's great. Good for them. Stay where you are. Luke 4 is where we are today. Parallel of Luke 4 is Matthew 4. You're going to read the same encounter, Matthew 4, Luke 4. Highly recommend spend time with the Lord in both of these, these scripture passages. Mark 1 and John 1 both mention this account, but only in a verse or two. But I recommend for my Bible students, read Mark 1 and John 1 so that you can get it all into context. See the whole day's event, the whole week event. See what's going on. Got those? Some of you are going to find yourself in Deuteronomy chapter 9. Will we all be in Deuteronomy 9? No, because some of us panicked when we heard Deuteronomy. You who panicked, don't go to Deuteronomy 9. Deuteronomy 9 will be a passage you go to, and you may find yourself in 1 Kings 19. If you do find yourself in these two Old Testament chapters, you may end up finding yourself on your knees with Matthew 17. Spend time with the Lord. When we are with God, this book is open, our hearts are opened, our minds are open, and God is fully attentive and present and conversational with you. Be engaged in that in every single way. We are going to look at a passage of scripture that has been taught multiple times. We are not going to teach this because the Holy Spirit will take you where you need to go be open in your relationship and your conversation with God. Luke chapter four, Heavenly Father, the scripture is laid before you. This timeless passage, this passage that takes us to the beginning of days and to the days that we can't even fathom the days in which you are coming again, that you're bringing us home and that we're going to be living for eternity with you. In those days, there will be no temptation. Father God, we breathe in that rest. In you, there's freedom in every single area of our life. We find this freedom within our very soul. We find this freedom within our very thoughts when we spend time with you. I pray, Father God, that the simplicity of today's lesson will encourage us to grow in this freedom, the freedom of the battle of our thoughts of, is this from God or is this from me? I pray that we'll learn something so human from the most beautiful example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
and it's in his name that we pray for your words, for your power, for your lesson in every single way. Jesus Christ, this is our prayer. Amen. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, to give a quick context, it says, and Jesus. Don't you love when you get to hear his name? Every time you hear his name in scripture, say his name out loud. See it on your tongue. Feel it in your tongue. Feel it in the tone of your voice. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. couple of questions just went through your mind. Maybe they didn't. But if a couple questions went through your mind, will you write them down? And this is my encouragement throughout today's whole lesson and your week with the Lord in this passage. Any and every question you have, write it down. Write it down. Do you have to? No. <laughs> the end. Matthew 4. If a question comes up into your mind, will you please write it down or file it away, however that works. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. Scripture says in verse 2, for 40 days, Jesus, my Jesus, your Jesus, being tempted by the devil, and there's a period. Scripture says about our Jesus that he ate nothing during those days. Scripture says that when they were ended, that our Jesus, who is God eternal, that walked among us in the flesh, that after 40 days of not eating food, Scripture declares that he was hungry. How personable and relatable is our Savior. Scripture says that the devil said to him, and I pause, Fascinating what Jesus does for us, isn't it? Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us, died on the cross for us, paid the price of our sin, was buried in our sin, and rose victorious over sin, over death, over the grave. Our Jesus did not know sin until he tasted our sin. Our Jesus walked into this situation led by the Holy Spirit and had conversations with the devil, which means Jesus gave him permission to have a conversation with Jesus. Devil can't do anything without permission from God. So Jesus willingly stepped into an engaged conversation with the devil. Some of you may find yourself in Isaiah 14. Did not think that went through until just now. You want to know more about the devil? Go to Isaiah 14. Jesus and the devil have known each other for quite a while. The devil once upon a time lived in heaven. He knew. He knew the majesty of his God. And this devil and all of his knowledge of God who was cast to earth, that was given authority as the prince of the power of the air over the world in which we live, has limitations of his authority. He walks around and boasts like a roaring lion thinking, I've got full power, I've got full power, I have full power until God says you're out of power. Until we say as a child of God filled with the Holy Spirit, get thee behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, you have no power. At that point, my friend, the devil has lost his power. Do I need to say that again? The Holy Spirit is alive and full of power within you, believer of Jesus Christ. You who say, I go to church, you may not have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. 
You who say, I, I love religion, I, I am religious. You may not have the Holy Spirit's power in you. You who say, I do communion, may not have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. You who say, but I offer this, I give this, I do this, I say this, I, 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 you may not have the Holy Spirit's power in you. However, you who say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the eternal son of God. He is my savior because he died on the cross for me. He was buried. He rose again. And in him, I have life. You, you 100% have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Write that down everywhere. Get your lipstick and write on your mirror. <laughs> you have the Holy Spirit in you as you are where you are. You don't have to get better. You don't have to do better. You don't have to shine better. You don't have to dress better. You don't have to perform better. You don't, 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 don't. What you have to do is say, I am forgiven of my sins because of my Jesus. You are full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that good? That's freedom. The devil is a roaring lion. And some of us may do a scripture study this week on the devil. That's between you and the Lord. He has power. According to scripture, he has power on earth. We're going to see this. We're going to talk about this according to our study, our love and power study. In two weeks, this is going to come up into our study. Listen to that podcast, will you please? The devil has power. The devil has authority. He does. He does. And he's going to want to shake his power and shake his authority over you always. Have you felt that? Always. He wants you as badly as he wanted Jesus. Will you learn from Jesus this week with him? What Jesus did, how Jesus did. He's your savior. He's amazing to say the least. How do you put an adjective on your Jesus? The devil wants to shake his power. He wants to come at you. And I have a feeling he is presently coming at you with his power, with his authority. And you sit there in your flesh and you shake and you cave. And I'm speaking as if I'm in a chair sitting right next to you. We hear the power of the Satan and we see the authority of him. And it comes in all different forms and all different shapes and all different temptations, if you will. And we sit there and we quiver and we shake and we cave and we say, yes, it's what we do. Do we not? Do we always? No. Do we sometimes? Yes. Sometimes we get nervous next to it. We think we can't do this. It's so heavy. It's so, I, I don't know how to. So we shake. Jesus says, my daughter who has called upon my son, who has Jesus Christ's blood on them, in them, through them, the resurrection of his life wrapped all around you. You have the power of the Holy Spirit 
So when that temptation comes, when the devil says, I have power in your life, when the devil comes at you and says, I have authority over you, you say, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, go to hell. That's where you belong. Because you and your flesh have no power against him. You don't. You and your, your flesh have no, no stand against the authority of the prince of the power of the air. He is so sneaky. He is so disgusting. He is a liar. And to stand under the weight of a lie is almost impossible. Those who are surrounded by human liars know the weight of that. He is the father of it all. And we stand in our flesh and we say, but I went to church on Sunday, so go away. Where is that? What is that going to do for you? But when you stand there full of the Holy Spirit because of the blood of Jesus Christ and you declare the name, the name that is above every name, the name that makes everyone bow, including the devil, you proclaim the name of Jesus with the authority of the Holy Spirit, not because of who you are, but because of who you are in him. He lost all power and he lost all authority. You said, but he did that and he came again. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to come again. And he may come again five minutes after you declare you have no room in my car. You have no room in my house. You have no room in my head. You have no room in my marriage. You have no room over my child. You have no room over my grandchild. You in the name of Jesus Christ have no power. You have no authority. And he caves and he runs because he knows who your God is. He used to be his God. He has no power. And when he cowers and he runs like the little minion that he is, he's going to come back at you. And you say, but wait, I already declared. <laughs> what do you do then, my friend? Do it again. Do it again. And do it again. You make sure he knows you may have power. You're not welcome here. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. And friend, grow that power, grow that power. Not because you grow the more presence of the Holy Spirit in you, the Holy Spirit is in you, sealed. But you can grow your, you can grow the trust that your body has in the power. Does that make sense? You can practice the power of the Holy Spirit in you, not to grow and claim that power of, oh, you have no room here. I have the power of the Holy Spirit. The more you sink, the more you sink on your knees, on your face and worship before your God, the more you understand what the power of the Holy Spirit feels like. I'm telling you right now, I don't know what your body is allowing you to do, what your body limits you to do, but in every single way, the more you lower your body before your God in love and in awe of his power, the more you grasp what that looks like, what that feels like. We started the study with a list of scripture. For those of you that want that list of scripture, you do that with your God. I love a list of scripture. I love a list of scripture. But for those of you that want a powerful personal challenge, can I encourage you this week? I don't even want to say every day this week, just this week, 
feel what it looks like to get down before your God. Say, but I, I'm praying. Good. I'm telling you, I'm testifying. Something changes. Something changes when you physically bow down. Personal challenge. It's between you and your God. Luke chapter 4, Jesus allows the devil to communicate with him. Jesus communicates with the devil through scripture. Remember that as you grow your relationship with God this week. It's not your words that silence the devil. It's God's words. And the more time you spend in God's words, the more your words become his words. Allow that to happen. We see this encounter. Satan talks. Jesus talks. They move location, which is another amazing thing that Jesus allows the devil to move Jesus's location. That just, that's just a side note that blows my mind. Satan talks. Jesus talks. They move location. Satan talks. Jesus talks. And every single time Jesus talks through the very word of God. In verse 14, verse 14, it says, And Jesus returned. And I pray in your time with the Lord this week that you're seeing these different locations of what's happening. And if not, don't even worry about it. Scripture says in verse 14, And Jesus returned in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Can we in our humanity learn something grand from our God of eternity? Our God, Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit are three in one, correct? Like, I know that's true, but I can't explain it. Right. I'm with you. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, three in one. When Jesus came and put on the flesh, the Holy Spirit was with him. We see the Holy Spirit in Jesus in the womb. They're together. How beautiful is that? Jesus was the first example on earth to demonstrate. You want to know what it looks like when somebody lives in the flesh full of the Holy Spirit? Got it. Watch me. This is what I do. This is what you can do too. You say, no, I can't. I can't. It's so hard. Yes, it's hard, but everything new is hard. Everything new is hard. I'm learning how to propagate did I say that word correctly? Yes. Learning things is hard. It's just saying that word is blowing my mind. I'm learning how to do this. Learning things is hard. And it's so intriguing. It's so intriguing. You're learning something brand new, daughter of God. Learn it. And be intrigued by it. And learn some more. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. So our Jesus, who had the Holy Spirit with him for all of eternity, is demonstrating to us human that something happens when you're intentional in your time of your relationship with God. When you are in scripture and when you are in prayer and when you are in fasting, something happens. And it's, it's the power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. My question is, do you want it? Do you want it? Ha! Be careful before you answer that. 
Sometimes we want something, but do we want to do it? So let me ask that. Do you want to do something to get the power of the Holy Spirit? Do we want it? Yeah, 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 I want that. I want that right now. I want it right now. I need it so badly in my life. Okay, tomorrow, do you want it? Tonight, do you want it? Do you see what I'm saying? It's not right now while we're doing Bible study. It's every single moment of your life. Do you want it? Do you want it? Jesus says, I'm showing you how to get the power, not the presence of the Holy Spirit, but to feel the power of the Holy Spirit. And to get that, you spend time with God because you want it that badly. We've been practicing for a couple of weeks. When my stomach says, I need food, my head is saying, I want the power of the Holy Spirit. What does that look like if you ask God, can you grow that in me this week? What does that look like? I want the power of the Holy Spirit and I want, I want to do what you want me to do so that I can experience the power of the Holy Spirit this week. God, what does that look like? And you trust him and you trust him. There are days that I'll wake up in the morning and my very, very thought when I wake up in the morning is, it's you and me today, no coffee. And I go, oh, okay, wait, I don't, I don't know if I heard you correctly. <laughs> I like my coffee first thing in the morning and first thing in the afternoon. It's sometimes first thing in the early evening. I am my grandmother's child. I love my coffee. This just happened the other day, and if you don't mind, God woke me up. It's you and me. It was very early in the morning. It was like I just got done taking about an hour and a half nap. Let's call it a nap. It was very early in the morning. And I said, if I'm going to do what you need me to do right now, I need coffee, God. And he says, let me sustain you. Let me sustain you. It's you and me. You don't need that coffee. You need the power of the Holy Spirit right now, Jacqueline. I crawled out of my bed very early, almost late at night early. And I sat on my couch with my God off back and forth on my knees, on my couch, on my knees, on my couch. Can I tell you what God did? God wrote a study that blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind, absolutely blew my mind. And that's all I can say about it right now. I went back to bed, took a tiny little nap, about 35 minute nap, went on with my day. Then in this, in this time with God, I was not expecting, that's not what I was expecting my time to be like. Oftentimes when I'm in a time of fasting, I'm drinking my coffee. God's like nothing. Nothing. That's my story. This is Jesus's story. What does your story look like? And you say, well, how will I know? How will I know if it's God saying, I want you to fast? When was the last time you had the thought? <laughs> Start there. Sometimes we wonder, is that thought from God or is that thought from me? Analyze that. <laughs> You've been living with your thoughts for how many years? You know your thoughts. 
when something comes into your thought that's opposite of what you're used to, let that stop you in your tracks just a little bit and be aware, okay, normally I think this, but right now I'm thinking I need to spend the next four hours with God. Where did that thought come from? Was that thought from me? <laughs> we do this though, right? And we, we walk around it and we talk around it and we hold it carefully and we, oh, well, what should I do about it? I'm telling you right now what you should do about it. Obey. Obey. Follow the example of your Jesus and let the power of the Holy Spirit show itself to you for no other reason but you and God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. You in prayer, you in scripture, you in fasting, and see what happens when these things connect. Our God is big. Our God is big and our God is personal. What God gave to Jesus during this was between he and Jesus on behalf of you. What God gave me in the, this past week, and I love that he let me do this, what God gave me was so unexpected. It was so unexpected and so much bigger than I could have ever thought. I like writing Bible studies. I like doing that. I'm a nerd. This study, this study that I got to do with the Lord this week is on the same scale as this love and power study. Would you agree with me that this love and power study is, pick an adjective, it's a good study. And I knew, I knew, I knew, my team knew. We had everything, everything set, ready, and published for our January study. I have boxes in my house for our January study. God says, I got a different plan. <laughs> God, that thought come from me. <laughs> that thought come from you. Sometimes those thoughts are so obviously from God, but we're so nervous to trust it. You get nervous to trust it. What if God wants me to do something and I don't know what that looks like? And I think that alone is why we get nervous. We know what our thoughts look like. We've lived with our thoughts a long time and we know how we respond to our thoughts. But then we're learning what it looks like to have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. We're learning what that looks like. So a thought comes from us, from God, from the Holy Spirit, from our Lord Jesus Christ, and we don't know what that looks like. So we're literally stepping out of a boat and saying, I know you said this, and it doesn't make sense to me, and I know those aren't my thoughts, and I know, God, that your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, and I know that your ways are higher than my ways, and I am scared out of my mind. But yes, and you try it. And then another thing that we get nervous about is, what if I fail? You have that thought? What if God says, I want this, I want your time with me to look like this, and you set out and you fail, then you know what you just did? You stepped out of that boat and you trusted your God and you learned, you learned something. You learned the very voice of God. Oh, friend, don't ever stop. Don't ever stop because I'm telling you, I am not the most experienced, but I've had a lot of years with the Lord in fasting. I've had a lot of years. I've failed so many times. I could tell you about yesterday. I could tell you about yesterday. You may tell you about yesterday. Sure. <laughs> I still have one more step of this worship study to do. I was with God. 
I was with my team, one of my team members, and we're working through a thing and I'm in prayer and God's telling me we're, we're in this, we're in this deep. So I'm doing my thing. I'm doing my thing. And without even thinking about it, like I'm in thought, right? I'm working with my girl named Kelly and doing this thing. And while I am literally in the process with my God, I am in the kitchen cutting a piece of bread, putting it on a plate, putting chili on my bread, putting cheese. I love sharp cheddar cheese, <laughs> putting it on my chili. I'm talking to God. I put it in the microwave. I'm heating it, you know, healthy cooking style. And I'm talking to God and I'm like thrilled and I get the plate out and I have a bite and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? This is against what the plan was. I literally fell and it smelled so good. I didn't finish my plate and I sat there and I thought, what am I supposed to do with that? God says what I do with you always. We're human. We're human. God's going to say, honey, I want you to do this and I want to do this with you. And you say, okay, I don't know what that looks like. It looks like you're going to trip up. It looks like you're going to try so hard. It looks like you're going to be in and you're going to be human. And you're going to say, God, okay, I'm back. <laughs> and you learn the voice of God and you go and you go forward. And you do what God has for you to do with him. Does that make sense? Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't add to it. Trust. Trust the Lord your God with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on your own understanding. Say, but that doesn't make sense. Coffee. Coffee makes sense. <laughs> Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, in prayer, in scripture, in fasting, in all your ways, acknowledge God. And what will he do? He will direct your paths. Whether you step on a rock, trip and fall, he will direct your path. Father God, you're so big. We stand in awe at how big you are. And in your amazing bigness you desire us you desire us and that humbles us father god there were a lot of personal challenges this week i pray that you will take each of us in the path that you would have us to go whether it's in scripture whether it's in deeper prayer whether it's in growing our time of fasting with you whether it's falling father god physically falling before your throne Whatever it is, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will speak, that you will speak your thoughts so clearly that it cannot be confused with our thoughts that we're so used to. Help us to be real. Help us to be so in love. Oh, Father God, I pray that you'll help us to just be so in love with you. Holy Spirit, I pray that your power, that your power will be felt, will be seen, will be experienced. And I pray, I pray, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that the devil has no room. Father God, I pray over every single one of us. I pray over our marriages. I pray over our children. I pray over our cars. I pray over our country. Father God, if I may, in the name of Jesus Christ, pray over our president. 
I pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you'll be with every single one of the names that just crossed our minds. Lord, around the world, there is evil. Satan is behind every single one of them. And one day we stand and we say, it's him. This, this little insignificant thing is the one who has made this all fall, that has made kingdoms fall, that has ruined nations. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that you'll open our eyes to eternity, open our eyes to the power of the Holy Spirit, and I pray protection against the evil one. This is my prayer. I pray freedom against the evil one. This is my prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll help us to stand in the power of the Holy Spirit, washed in the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Help us, Father God, to stand stand. Oh, we claim Ephesians 6. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. For more Women Inseparable studies, check out our website at womeninseparable.com. Send your questions to womeninseparable at gmail.com.